You're listening to the First Fight Podcast, home of the people and stories behind the fight. I'm Jennifer Anderson, the host and creator. My goal is to give you a peek into the remarkable world of fighting and create a platform for fighters to tell their stories. In each episode of this series, a different fighter shares a transformative story of their first time. On this episode, we sit down with Des Morgan. Des is going to share the story about how he got jumped on the street by a group of guys and how that led him towards his journey in martial arts. And we also discuss how competing and training in martial arts changes your perspective on the world around you. The reason I got into fighting is because, um, you know, I wrestled in high school. Um, uh, the whole time I was wrestling, you know, um, I guess I was, I got into high school in 2002. So around that time, UFC was just taking off, you know, like MMA was becoming like, it was new for savages, you know, it was like, oh man, I like to fight. Well, I like to wrestle. And if I could wrestle, I could fight. That's not always the case, but you know, it turned out that it, it was for majority of my, me and the majority of my friends at the time. But uh, yeah, we used to, we wrestled, and uh, after after school or after wrestling season was over, we would hold fight clubs in uh, in the wrestling room or 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 things like that, you know, and just go in and uh, that's I, I think that's when I first knew I was like, yeah, I think I could do this, you know. We just fighting for fun now, and I like it. Like it's it's, it's a little weird to me because most people are, you know, a fight is 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 like a, a life changing event. People don't ever want to get in a fight, really. You know, and, and here you had a group of guys that were just like, yeah, we all agree to just bang it out with each other after school and go home and nobody's mad. Everybody's cool. We get up and it's, it's just, you know, it's fine. But uh, yeah, I wrestled all four year high school, uh, four years of high school, made it a state twice. Didn't do good, of course, because uh, I would be a state champion, but uh, didn't do good. Um, uh, after that, you know, it was just a bunch of downtime and me and me and the homies just out in the streets fighting and um one day I just decided to take jiu-jitsu up I was like you know let me let me go try Brazilian jiu-jitsu out and I was training at a uh, American top team Atlanta with a uh, Jukau it was uh Hon Canero that was his name and um yeah you know back then it was it was a uh, Douglas Lima was in the gym a lot and a bunch of other guys that I can't even remember back in the day um but yeah, this is around 2009, 2010. And uh, I trained for like a good six months and then I joined the Air Force. And uh, the Air Force brought me to New Jersey and um, was just, you know, not really training anymore. Uh, still doing little competitions in the Army Combatives Program and everything like that. And uh, I, did a, I did a combatives tournament and met uh, Professor Ricardo, Ricardo Almeida. And, um, you know, just wondering like oh man I didn't know he was here because I seen them fighting in 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 real life you know and I was like oh man this this guy lives here like I forgot New Jersey was New Jersey like for MMA is like the <laughs> mecca you know and I was like oh man I forgot that that's where I was and uh you know uh won the combative tournament and um what else you know just started just just put it out of my mind for a few more weeks a few more months even maybe and um one night going out, this is, I'm just giving the story about how it led to me getting into 
into training again. Uh, one night I went out with one of my friends and uh, got into a huge fight. It was like me and him versus like 15 guys. And I got jumped really bad and beat up, both of my eyes swollen shut. Like I thought my orbitals were, were broken. Um, just bad. Just I had vertigo the next morning. Just, just I definitely concussed. Definitely all sorts of stuff. And uh, the next day, like I, I got beat up one night outside of base. And the next day, my aunt used to work for the UFC. She was a paralegal for the UFC, and she sent me tickets. Um, to the New York show. And I think that was when, um, I think Ricardo fought on that card. And then as the same night, John Jones choked out Shogun or, uh, uh, who was it where he just choked him out and their arm was stuck. Was that Machida? I can't remember who it was, but Frankie fought that night. Frankie Edgar fought that night. It was a bunch of people fought that night. And I walked into this arena with swollen eyes like eyes swollen shut. I'm wearing sunglasses. My face is mangled. Uh, I'm stumbling because I still got vertigo. I can't walk too fast. You know, just all the stuff you're not supposed to do just to go watch fights, you know, and I was just like, all right, well, you know, just here it is another mo another sign that I'm crazy and I should, you know, I'm not a normal person. Like who, who goes out after that? And, uh, but I just remember this, this night up in Newark, man. And it was like, just being there. That was, I think that was the first fight I ever went to. Thing I want to fight like I, I've been out of the game for a long time and that's why I got into the fight on the street because I was like I was just I was restless I was anxious I needed to feel contact and uh, I hadn't felt any and got all the contact I can handle at night <laughs> and um you know all, all things fell into it about a month after pretty much when my swelling went down and my eyes weren't black anymore so like two months I showed up at uh Ricardo Almeida's and Gave me a gi that night, and I hopped on the mat and realized how severely out of shape I was. Again, I was like, "Oh, you know." The, and it was it was a point of um, when you talk to I, in my experience, wrestlers when they first start jujitsu, it's balls to the wall, and jujitsu is a that's almost like you slow play, or you have to make people do what you want them to do. And wrestling is like grind it out. Yeah, it's like a battle of attrition. And so I was getting tapped. You know, but I would I would just burn myself out super fast and still try to like and still have to go a seven minute round. You know, you just like so um, just being humbled that night initially was like, OK, I got to get back here. And, um, you know, I was in the gym pretty much seven days a week after that. I was working overnight in the Air Force. Uh, so I would get off work. I worked from seven to seven. Uh, seven 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. I would get off of work and they would have the first class at like 10, first jujitsu class at like 10. And I would stay awake from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., take the class, get out of there around noon, go back to my dorm, sleep for four or five hours and wake up and do it all over again. Um, but yeah, so, you know, just in like that for hard for a year. And uh, got my blue belt, and I was like, okay, it's time to start doing MMA. And um, I showed up one day. How I, I, I actually got invited, quote, unquote, invited, it was by uh, Professor Dante, um, Dante Rivera. And I showed up early one day to watch the end of training, the end of uh, sparring, pro practice. And I was like, you know, I was talking to him, 
and still not knowing who he was completely at the time. Like, cause he would just show up in and out. Sometimes, you know, he's just loud, brash. He must be cool. You know, if he's showing up and, and everybody just like, Hey Dante, he must be cool. So, um, one day I was like, yeah, I think I want to do this. I want to, I want to start sparring. He was like, well, show up Tuesdays. And I'm like, Oh, he's like 9am be here. Oh, that's it. That's, that's my, that's my invite. Okay, cool. So started uh, showing up and from there on out, it was, it was, that was my life, you know, just training as hard as I could every day. If the gym was open, I was trying to be there. Um, it was a, it was still a crazy room. This is before Marlon and Essen showed up. So it was just like Frankie and Chris Ligori. And we had like a Neiman coming down from New York. It was just a gnarly Tom was still fighting. Tom DeBlast was still fighting. So, you know, you got him in there. It was a gnarly room. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if I can handle this, you know. And this is when not like, it was almost like I got thrown to the wolves. It was a great room at that point in time because it was still, I mean, I'm not saying it's not raw now, but it was raw. Like, yeah. I felt like this was a basement. Like, it was, it was like, you come in here to get killed. You don't belong here if you're not ready to get knocked out at any point in time. You know, this is all South Broad at Ricardo's on South Broad Street. Yeah, you know, so just being in that room with those guys, you know, I think it was right before Frankie fought uh, Jose Aldo. That's when I first started training. Okay for the belt so it was like it was a high intensity hit he invited Edson out to come and you know, mimic Aldo you know because Edson had the most dangerous leg kicks in the in the league at the point in time yeah. so uh yeah you know so just seeing those guys and, and and looking at how hard they worked and and training and knocking holes in walls and all sorts of stuff you know I was just like this is where I belong I'm I can see this for the foreseeable future I don't have time for anything else like I stopped partying, I stopped drinking, everything. Like it was, if I wasn't at work, if I wasn't sleeping, I was training. That's how it was, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you know, a couple of years go. Well, not a couple of years. I think a couple of months go by. I think about four or five months, maybe six months go by, and uh, Frankie Perez is like, "Hey, man, you want to fight for for my dad's show?" And I'm like, "Oh man, I don't, you know." I had told my dad that I wasn't fighting. He's like, once you start training, once you start sparring, I know you're going to fight. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to fight. Just came here to get training, <laughs> you know. And um, and he, Mr. Perez pretty much showed up to the to the academy one day and was like, hey, you want to fight on the card? And, you know, everybody gave vouch for me. They were like, yeah, he's ready. He's ready to at least fight, you know. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll fight. And um, <clears throat> And I remember we went through like three opponents before, you know, before you, before I, I actually had a, a, an opponent booked, and a lot of people, I know if you if you fought in the amateurs, at least in New Jersey, I don't know how it is everywhere else, but you could go through five or six opponents before you actually get a fight. Yeah, I, I think I went through like three different guys before I, somebody agreed, and then actually made it the whole distance. Because that's what you're doing; you're kind of like trying to see if you're going to make the deadline. Like, okay, it's, it's Thursday before the fight. It's for Thursday before weigh-ins. Is he going to back out? It's Friday. Or, you know, it's Friday before weigh-ins. Is he going to back out? Is it it's Saturday? Is he going to show up? Who is he? You show up to the arena, you know. Uh, so, yeah, you know, get the fight start training. I mean, um, training harder. Me and, uh, like I said, Turtle were fighting on the same card. And 
Um, so we, you know, we started training a lot together and, and, and beating each other up and practicing on things. Um, and I remember coming down to the week of the weight cut, you know, the week before the fight, fight week. And I'm, I'm good normally, you know, weight, losing, losing weight wasn't a problem for me, but for some reason it was so hard for me to get this weight off. It was so hard for me to get this weight off. Like I, I cut out drinking. I, I mean, like cut out drinking water. I cut out everything, all the stuff that you like looking back at it now, I'm like, Hey man, I probably did that a little wrong. I could have, could have, uh, <laughs> could have oh, yeah. ate a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, eat a little bit of fruit. Maybe don't just, dead the weight you know made dead eating everything kill kill off your whole diet and uh yeah i had a hard time making the weight i was cutting weight on the way to the arena like same day weigh-ins so same day weigh-ins yep so i was i was in the car i remember having like four pair of sweatpants on uh, a sauna suit um three or four hoodies uh um what else the heat full blast in my car, all the windows up, just cutting weight on the way to the, like, just, just like a pound. You know, I just wanted to make sure I was underweight and uh, <clears throat> get to the arena and, you know, weigh in. And what they don't tell you is they tell you to show up at two, yeah. but you don't weigh in until four, five. So I'm like struggling to keep this weight. I'm, 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 very weak on faint you know how it goes you just you're just not feeling good you're not feeling well enough to fight in the same day with this with this uh you know cutting weight as hard as you do and um so i get there it's another three hours before actual weigh-ins people are coming from new york and stuff like that so you gotta you know it's it's, it's rough you waiting on the commission to show up because they have to be the ones who officially weigh you so now I'm just, I'm taking it all in. I'm almost overwhelmed from this because it's not like anything I've ever weighed in for, like jujitsu tournaments where you just go and weigh in and you're in or, or wrestling matches where they weigh in the day before your wrestling match or, or the day of, but you're not, you're ready to go immediately. Like we weighed in, let's go, let's go wrestle. Let's go have a grappling match, you know? Um, so it was new to me to have to sit on this weight and, being uh where this arena was it was no i didn't know where i was uh i didn't want to use my phone battery up because i didn't bring my charger so i didn't want to use up all, all the battery to go find a place to eat i thought i had saw like a, a grocery store you know a couple minutes back so i'm trying to find this so i can get some food in after i weigh in so i can like kind of rehydrate and, and feel okay because i'm i'm beat i didn't I totally didn't prepare for this. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're fighting. You're fighting. Like I show up with a mouthpiece. <laughs> I show up with mouthpiece and some and some shorts. Like who who's down to get punched in the face? You know. <laughs> so um, first time, you know, I show up. No, I mean I'm totally not prepared. I I, I eat and I'm still not feeling good, of course, because you you just cut weight. There's no way you're gonna be rehydrated that fast, and um. You know, I, uh, we we had a face-off for my opponent. I had no idea who this was. I've been trying to find footage of him on Instagram. I mean, on, not on Instagram, but on YouTube, you know, because everybody wants to put up their fights, you know. And I'm, like, trying to find footage of this guy. I can't. I don't know who he is. I've never seen him. don't know where Jimmy uh, trains at. Whatever. It's cool. It doesn't matter. Treat it like a wrestling match. You didn't know who people were when you showed up to a match. It doesn't matter. 
fight, right? So cool, got it out of the way. We had the face off, and I remember just like, is it? Am I really about to do this? Like, because it's my first time having to face off against anybody. But I'm like, I'd rather not have seen this guy. I'd rather just walk into the ring yeah. and, and walk into the cage and, and fought, you know? And um, it was weird because I didn't have any nerves. And at that point in time, I was like, ah, this ain't right. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not nervous. This is not how it's supposed to go. Because, you know, in my previous competitions, it was, it was always, I would be able to hype myself up to get ready for something, you know, whether it was music or whether just like this dude just slapped my mom and I'm just like ready to go off. It wasn't there. That killer instinct wasn't there at that point in time. So I'm like, oh shit, this is, this is, uh, this is new. What happened? So the card starts, you know, everybody shows up and everything. And I think, um, my teammate Turtle was the first match. He was like, uh, match number three. No, I'm sorry. I can't remember. He was early in the card. And I was later in the car and we both get our hands wrapped. And I think, I think, uh, I think Max, Professor Max and Professor Dante were coaching for our, for our corners. Right. And it was, so you can imagine how that is going. Uh, you know, you got Dante. Come on, man. He's insane. <laughs> yeah. But Dante is also one of the best corners I ever had. All right. Cause Dante is like, he really genuinely like wants you to do well. Yeah, he does, you know, and, but he's like, for me at the point in time, he's like the opposite of what I needed. Cause he wasn't trying to get me going. He was in the back messing around with the, you know, the commission, other coaches, he knows everybody. So it's just like, um, he's, he's gone, you know? And I'm like, ah, well, this is weird again, you know, and so it's me and Turtle getting warmed up and everything. And I remember they, they're calling him out and we all go out cage side and I watched this fight and it, I, that's, I felt like that was what I needed to watch somebody fight. And I was like, okay, now I'm here. Um, but I watched that fight and I was like, oh yeah, it's time to go. I'm ready to go right now. Go to the back. I'm up in like four fights. Fights are going by, you know, people are bringing in the gloves and, uh, you know, here you go, you're up, you're up in three fights, get your gloves up, get gloved up, get gloved up, cool, and um, I remember waiting back um, when the fight was before mine was over, and I remember, you know, hearing them announce the guy, and they were like, all right, up next, fighting out of the blue corner, it's Des, the, you know what I'm saying, fight Des the mechanic, fighting out of the, and I'm like, all right, cool, go, get to the cage, get in, and I'm like, I'm I realized I think that was the first time I had been in the cage. Still, at this point in time, it was no nerves. I was hype, but it was no nerves. And I'm one of those people like, to me, I see myself as if I don't have nerves and it's not going to go well. Yeah. Not for me, because I just can't, I couldn't, you know, at that point in time, it's like, this is a false high. You know, I, I feel like I need to be scared to be on my guard, to to be go out and they 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 announced the, my opponent and he comes into the to the cage and I'm like I'm not impressed I'm not impressed with this guy and at this point in time as far as I'm concerned I've been training with the best guys in the world even though it's only been 6 months but you know it's no fear I'm like you haven't been punched in the face by the world champ like if you have then you know could you walk it off 
because I don't know. So I was like, not eight. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I'm like, whatever. I'm ready to fight this guy. I know I'm going to beat him just because my training, my, my caliber of training was better. And the fight starts. No, it just wasn't a normal. Like, I was just there breathing like a normal guy. Not warm. Nothing was nothing was special about this. It was like, I shouldn't be here right now. In terms of how, looking back on it now, yeah. the way I felt, and I'm like, oh, man. This isn't, this isn't what you want. This isn't how... This isn't the way I've ever felt via in competition. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, you know, we're going and, and I have a what I realized over over my career uh, in fighting is if I'm not feeling the fight, then I perform bad. I perform very very bad, and this is one of one of those times. You know, we're going. It's it's, it's really nothing going on in the first round. We're both scared. I think it was his first fight too. It was my first fight. We 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 don't we don't know like the pacing. How are we supposed to engage? How are we supposed to engage each other? I think I, I, I we both start off with jabs, and I throw a body kick, and I remember throwing the body kick and hearing Dante said when when my kick was caught, <laughs> he says, "Don't you put something in front of those kicks. You throwing naked kicks pretty much." And when I threw the kick to the body, he caught it. And took me down and I don't know what was going on but he just held me for the whole round like just just side control that was it didn't do anything I couldn't get up he didn't want to put advanced position and in amateur as you know uh in New Jersey for all the listeners in New Jersey uh amateur rules you can't punch the face on the ground so he wasn't and you can't elbow so it's just a jujitsu match at this point in time with shin guards on and gloves. So it's, it's very hard to move around and nobody could, if, if with the top guy doesn't want an advanced position, then you're just stuck because you only got three minutes in this round. Yeah. You only, you know, and, and we just spent a minute and a half looking at each other. So a takedown going to happen, you're beat. You know, if you, <laughs> if you, if you can't get up, you're, you're going to be beat. You lose the round. This, that's what happened. So I, I lost the first round. I know I got up and Dante was like, all right, man, when we go back to the corner, you know, he's talking to me like, don't throw kicks like that. You know, uh, uh, don't throw kicks to the body without setting them up first, you know, move, be on your angles, all the stuff that you're supposed to hear, you know, all, all the right stuff. Did I listen to it? Absolutely not. Cause that's not fun. <laughs> that's not fun at all. You know? And so he was like, you know, use your wrestling, use your, your, uh, Double jab cross, because that's what you got. That's that's your mood. I've seen you land that on people. That's what you need to do. Yeah, didn't listen. Went out there in uh, round two, started moving around and uh, kicked the guy in the leg, and he caught the leg kick, took me down again. This time I think I got back up. We worked to the cage. I got back up, and uh, I created distance and circled out, but he came back in and rushed me. And I tried to go for a takedown. I duck, you know, the normal people rush at you. So you duck down and, and go for the takedown, like the double leg, like the, the force of him coming in and my foot being up against the cage, buckled my ankle. And so at this point in time, I'm like, oh man, the ankle's broken. Can't do anything. Like I'm, I'm in pain. My ankle, I can feel my ankle swelling up in the cage. All that weight, boom, it buckles my leg. I still try to get the takedown, but he, I crumble under the pressure. And uh, 
Same thing. Lays on top of me. Doesn't do anything to advance the fight. But he scored a takedown. Therefore, he wins the round. And third round is more than saying, I lost a UD, a unanimous decision, like 27, 29, 30, or whatever it was. In my first fight, it was horrible. But it let me know that I needed to go back to the gym and work on a lot of stuff. And uh, I, was, I was grateful for that first fight because it let me know kind of like get up for your matches, do everything that you need to do mentally pre- to prepare previous to the fight because it's more of a mental game than a physical game at any day of the week. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you're, you could be the best in the world and if you're not ready to go mentally, then why are you even here? You know, you'll defeat yourself. I like hearing someone that lost their first fight because I bet there's way more people that won it that still fight or did. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's really easy to continue on if you have that good first experience. Right. You know, and that's, and and that was another thing. Like I, I knew I loved it because the only thing I could think of was let's do it again. It wasn't about like, Oh man, that's it. I lost my fight. I'm out. I don't belong here. All my friends are going to laugh at me. Like, no, I was like, let's do this. Let's do it again. If we fought it, my thing was like, if we fought the next week, I would win. You know, the like. fight I've had, I've, when it gets over, I'm like, I want to fight them again right now. <laughs> right now. You know, every time I'm like, <laughs> like, hey, man, thanks for the warm up. Let's do it again right now. Like, I'm like. Oh man, why can't I have that that energy? I know, Corey, in the first, in the first account. pushing yourself enough in the first fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it was always that was. I mean, that was that was a thing. You know, just looking at everybody and being around success. You know, and it was easier because it was easier for me to do it to get back in the cage because, you know, you would watch people that you look up to lose and they would come back. And you would see it in their eyes like, nah, nah, nah. When I'm healed up, I'm back. I'm ready to go. And they come back and, you know, they're, they're killers again. You know, you see people in their point of weakness on TV or in person. And you know them and you watch them lose and, you know, you hurt for them. And you come back to the gym and they're back in the gym. And they're like, all right, we're going to get that back. I'm like, I got to run it again. You know, watching Frankie after he lost to, to Aldo. Watching him come back and train, man, I was like, how can I be, a, 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 you know, ashamed of myself after this dude is the, you know, he was the, the former champ, but he comes back well, and he really and he's ready to. About fighting is, I've said this before, it's so such a vulnerable thing to do. Like, you really put yourself out there and people see your highs and your lows. And it also just really strips you down to who you are. Like, it shows people and yourself who you really are. I like to tell people when I, when I describe fighting, you know, and, and being out of, in, in the world and you, you, I'm friends with a bunch of people that aren't fighters, you know, and you hear people talk about, oh man, like, let's just say Deontay Wilder, like this whole thing with him and Tyson Fury and Deontay, the whole world is against. And I'm like, you guys don't understand how it is. Like effectively you're naked, no matter what you're wearing, fighting in general is you're, you're out there naked. And everybody can see everything about you. And you got to perform, you know. And for somebody who's never laced up a pair of gloves, man, you can't even begin to understand how that is when you have 
I haven't fought in front of a bunch of people. I mean, you know, a couple of thousand, but fighting in front of even 10 people is major. It's intimate. It's very, it's a fight is a very intimate thing. And it's hard to, to judge people once you've done it. Cause you can't, cause you're like, yeah, you know, you just could have been off day today. Who knows? You know, there's such and, like and, intangible, so many intangible elements to fighting. You know, there's like this X factor you can't account for. You can be the best technical athlete and you could still not be good at it. You know, like, it's, right. There's so many things you have to be good at. One of them being performing on the spot, rising to the occasion. Right. Fight IQ. You know, there's so many different Elements. So many different things, you know, and it's just it's, it's unfair to me to listen to people talk trash about fighters because I mean, you know, and it's any 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 major competitor, actually, if you putting yourself out there, it is what it is like you you have to have respect for anybody that op- operates on a high level because you're like, no, nah, man, this is this is this person's life. You can't be mad at this person for. Or, or, or how can you ridicule somebody for doing, for doing something that you would never do? It's so, like fighting, it's extra personal, though. <laughs> it is. It is, most definitely. Most definitely, because you can talk trash, but can you beat that person up? Can you beat up the person who lost? Then what are we talking for? <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Would you say this in their face? No? Okay. So why is it even a thing? One thing you say that you've taken from fighting that has helped you in everyday life? Um, one thing that I've taken from fighting is mentally I know I'm stronger than a lot of things that are out there, you know, because like I said, I fought with everything exposed. Yeah. And fighting with everything exposed and losing, because it's easy to win, but you know, I mean, not easy to win, but you get what I'm saying. It's easy to deal with a win. Dealing with a loss is hard. So just fighting and being exposed let me know that mentally I can deal with a lot more than most people. Or, or, or I can deal with things that life, come, that life brings my way because it's, it's not more chaotic than a fight. No. I don't care who you are. Like, you know, you're not, nothing's out here. If you're not hurt physically, and, and embarrassed mentally, I mean, you know, embarrassed emotionally, all of that. It's okay. It's okay. Nobody saw that loss. Like it's a big of a deal. Like I always say, once you practice learning how to like be calm when someone's choking you, the line yeah. at the DMV doesn't seem so bad. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Helps you, you tolerate know. everyday bullshit. Every day, because now I'm like, oh man, this ain't that bad. You know, it isn't that bad. Like, I could be getting punched in the face and this happening right now. That could be bad. That would be a lot worse. Yeah. You know, I could be getting choked out and having to deal with this at the same time. So nothing nothing is as bad as it seems. I think that's why martial arts are so important for, like, personal development. Because it's, you know, you remember those days where, like, in jiu-jitsu, especially being a girl, being smaller, there'd be days where I'd get my ass whooped over and over and over again. I'm like, why do I do this? Right, <laughs> like, like why do I want to? And you're like, I don't need to be humbled more, but you, you <laughs> Right. It, to me, that, just being humbled daily is like, 
you can't, nothing can shake you then. Mm. Nothing really shakes you. I get embarrassed in my, I, I'm embarrassed to myself more than anybody else out here could embarrass me. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's, it's, that's one thing I, I tell people all the time. Like if you want to, you know, with, with young kids, it's like jujitsu or wrestling. Like either one of those, any one-on-one sport, but jujitsu and wrestling to me, because it teaches you, like, I can only depend on me mm-hmm. at certain points in time. I can only depend on me and my, the amount of effort that I put into something is a direct correlation to what I get out, you know? So that's, that's what it always is. But yeah. Well, Des, I appreciate it. Des is like a big personality, obviously. It was a staple in Jersey here. He moved away, but we all miss you and the laughs. And Des always keeps it light. (laughs) I miss miss being there. Big thanks to Des for coming on the show today and sharing his story. If you like this episode and want to hear more or just to stay updated on Anything going on with the First Fight series, you can follow The First Fight on Instagram or you can go to our website, firstfightpodcast.com and you can listen to all our old episodes and you can get a little info on our, our backstory and just stay up to date on all our latest episodes. <laughs>